Something has changed, girl. The world's acting strange these days. The North and South at war. Monsters roaming when they should be hibernating. Maybe it's the end of days. Are you I've lived through three supposed end of days. It's all horseshit. This continent was meant for no one. None of us will have any peace. Hey everybody, this is Jim from the Con Guy Show. Just wanted to let you know that this week's episode is a very special episode where the Con Girls take over and take us all on a journey through The Witcher Season 2. The Witcher Season 2 on Netflix has become one of the most watched TV shows of all time on that streaming service. So join the Con Girls for this very special episode this week as they break it all down. If you're a fan of the show or just Henry Cavill, and let's face it, who's not? Then just uh, join join the Con Girls as they review the episodes of Season 2. This is based on a series of novels of the same name. There is an illness that can consume you. Our best chance is to face it. Katie and Emily and Danae, they know their stuff. They are fans of the show. They take you through the monsters, the characters, the ups, the downs, the developments, costumes, the acting, all kinds of stuff. Um, Stuff I had never heard of. So it's kind of interesting to to hear them as they take us through it. So please join us this week on this episode of The Con Girls. And as always, we'd like to thank our um, our partners, the ESO Network, We Be Geeks, and Sci-Fi.Radio. Everywhere you guys want to listen and download podcasts, that's where you can find the Con Girls. So hopefully you'll tune in for more and tune in this week as they take you through the Witcher Season 2. Thanks. Bye-bye. Gamers, nerds, movie, TV addicts, everything. Um, we are Here, talking about um, the Witcher franchise had quite a year in 2021. Um, there was WitcherCon, which we did talk about earlier um, last year in a Con Girl show. And then we had, there was a new anime. Why is there an echo? Hold on. Did you guys hear that echo? Sorry. Okay, let me see. All right, let's see. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, there was an anime film pardon me y'all and a second season of the netflix show which is of course why we're here tonight um but with a year so big despite a pandemic i think they had a pretty good year because they say they had a very good year um and the witcher has something for everyone if you guys haven't watched it you might be a little lost tonight but if you haven't watched it there is something for everyone there's books so book nerds can get caught in the story and have their own visualizations of it um there's video games that you can spend hours lost in that world and then of course there's a tv show for us visual type people who want to just watch a story unfold uh so join us we're gonna talk about it um we have lots of opinions and i promise not all of them are just about henry cavill 
So <laughs> most of them. If are. anybody is watching your chat, our chat is open. If you have any thoughts, comments, questions, let us know. Otherwise, we're going to dive right in. And if you guys did watch The Witcher After Show on AfterBuzz last season, you know that every time the word destiny was said, our fans took a drink. If you want to do that and you watched our show last time, you are more than welcome to, but please drink responsibly. That said, Danae, I'm going to ask you first. Don't mind my roommate. She is getting her dog up here. Come on. Um, but Danae, introduce yourself. And when you introduce yourself, please let us know what your thoughts were on season two as a whole. And like in, in relation to season one. Okay, awesome. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Danae. I am part of the Con Girls, part of the Samblings when we do all the con crew together on the Con Guys show. Um, I am a writer and comedian, and I hang out a lot with Con Guys on Mondays. They are some of my, yeah, some of my closest California friends. And um, I'm really excited. And I guess we'll just jump right in because we have a lot to discuss. I have notes on my succulent writing pad. Okay, so general thoughts of this season. I'm just going to step right in and say I had so much fun, first of all. I um, I felt like I was watching like the classic like 1980s fantasy movies this season, which I got a little bit of that vibe last season. I felt like in season two, they really leaned into that. Like um, I kept getting reminded of movies um, like Lady Hawk and Willow and a little bit of Princess Bride even of just those really cool monster fight scenes, neat magic. It was just, it was a lot of fun. That was my first yes. Just like that. I, I, the only thing I think that would have made it better is if it was Jim Henson puppetry instead of CGI. Like that might've been the one thing where it pushed it over the edge for me. Um, my easily episode one was my favorite. I am a huge Tormund, I'm a Game of Thrones fan, so I love um, Niveline. I'm going to say it wrong. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, I really loved that episode. Um, I loved in, I think it was like episode four, where they were talking about one guy stopped. Yes, I was talking about the songs. I loved the show's self-awareness and even that comment of like, the timeline really confused me. Because if you're like me and you get motion sickness playing RPG games, you haven't played the game. So the TV show was your first exposure to Witcher. It was very hard to follow at the beginning. It wasn't until the end that I kind of grasped everything that was going on. And um, loved this Baba Yaga character this witch in the woods from Russian folklore um, hanging out there. She, I know she was pretty much the main bad guy. We're talking all spoilers tonight, everyone. Sorry about that, but the show has been out for a little bit, but this is your morning, all spoilers. Loved Baba Yaga being there. It was great. Those are my main thoughts. All right, now we're gonna push it off to Emily, who is not on the con guy all the time, but she is the other half of my life and another one of the con girls. So Emily, your preliminary thoughts and we also emily and i got to watch the premiere uh, a few days early yeah uh, live live premiere of it so we did see started a little early we did and it kind of bugged me that we did because i couldn't finish it <laughs> but that being said this was a really good season the music was just probably one of my favorite things i absolutely loved all the stuff yaskier ended up singing and all that fun stuff um the costuming was fantastic. I know there's some stuff where I'm like, Katie, we gotta do like female version cosplays of these characters. And I'm super excited about it. Um, but yeah, overall, I just absolutely, I love the season. 
Henry Cavill was amazing and he's amazing in everything because look at him, he's wonderful. And yeah, that one. Oh, thank you. Harley likes it too. <laughs> thank you. Um, just real quick for anybody listening, that's a picture of my washer, um, dishwasher in our kitchen. My roommate made that and it's how you know if the dishes inside are clean or dirty. It's perfect. It's perfect. Right, yeah. Yeah. It does the dirty <laughs> in the bathtub. Yeah. Um, I think Danae mentioned it briefly, something that I was going to mention. I totally forgot what it was at the moment. But um, yeah, I am Katie, for those of you who don't know, uh, obviously, uh, one of the con girls, con guy family. This is Harley the dog. Um, the con dog. The con dog, <laughs> as he has been named now. Uh, I really enjoyed the season. I don't know if it was better than season one, but it was definitely um, as strong as season one, in my opinion. And, uh, oh, I remember what was Danae mentioned. Danae had mentioned Game of Thrones because a lot mm. of people are going to mention Game of Thrones in relation to The Witcher because they are both the same world. They are both fantasy worlds. They are both, um, they have lots of characters that you have to manage multiple arcs. And some of the commentary online actually said, like, it's not as confusing as Game of Thrones was, and it's not as frustrating to see one character three times in the season. You know, this season was less of that. This season, we got to see them more yeah. all together, different combinations. So, um, and if we didn't, it made sense. And you weren't like, oh, I went a month without seeing Daenerys. You know, it wasn't like that. And of course, they pulled from Game of Thrones as well with mm -hmm. uh, Christo uh, Christopher, who played Tormund, as Danae mentioned. So, um, it was great. But yeah, uh, we'll, we'll break down more of my thoughts later, but I did want to just say some really quick facts for numbers-wise, because I know those are obviously things that people talk about in the industry, but some facts about season two, uh, it has a Rotten Tomato score of 94%, which is very, very high, especially since the end of Game of Thrones did not do so well with the critics. And then also, according to Variety, uh, the Nielsen's top 10 SVOD ratings chart charts from December 13th to 19th, and it came out on December 17th, it hit 2.2 billion viewing minutes in its first week of its of stream. And those numbers say it's from the 13th to the 19th, and it came out on the 17th. So that means that's only three days. Also, to, I think it's worth mentioning that it came out the same day as Spider-Man No Way Home. So the fact that that many people still stayed at home and watched eight hours of TV on Netflix the same weekend as No Way Home. I think that's pretty much, that's a pretty awesome accomplishment. Let's be real. They probably went and saw No Way Home and then went home and watched The Witcher. Or straight. vice versa. Or vice versa. Exactly. They both saw on the same weekend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And as, as Jim, um, who is behind the scenes doing our pictures today, thank you, Jim, uh, has said it was one of Netflix's most watched TV seasons ever. Yes, it's on the top 10. Uh, Stranger Things, you... Bridgerton and a few other ones are on there, but it's on the top 10. Uh, season know. one is on the top 10 and season two is on the top 10. So thanks, awesome. Jim, for that little bit tidbit. Now we want to break down more into like the actual meat of critiquing episodes and talking about episodes as well. So um, did you want to say anything about the first episode, Danae, and start us off? Or? Sorry, I had to unmute myself. I um. <laughs> I, that was before Christmas, I'll admit, when I watched that um, 
that episode. And just a quick disclaimer, by the way, I watched the last three episodes this season uh, this past week while I was quarantining at home with COVID. I'm doing a lot better now, but I did, I did definitely have like a brain fog. So if I completely forgot about something or if I start talking about something that was not there, I'm going to just blame like the multiple fever dreams that I had. That's um, fair. <laughs> yeah. Just, just going to throw that out there. I could say something that is complete crap that <laughs> because my, um, yeah, my head was in like cloud cuckoo land um, and on a lot of NyQuil last week. But, um, you know, I really loved that this episode was just its own story. It was based on the, um, it was based on a short story and I apologize that I can't remember the name of it. So it was kind of on its own, but it was also just a, um, a standalone episode that you could watch, get a feel for the show and still really enjoy. I love that vibe of, you know, we're just going to go out. We're going to find the monster that's hurting people. We're going to stop it. And of course, you had the celebrity appearance. You had the curse that you had to break. It was just all around an awesome episode. That was my general idea. First note. Yeah, I, uh, as someone who loves Supernatural, um, it kind of gave me that monster of the week feel, which yes, I feel like last season... Last season, we didn't get a lot of Monsters of the Week, which if you if you are familiar with the stories or you're familiar with the video games in particular, Geralt's first job is to kill monsters. And you don't see him kill a lot of monsters individually. You see him face one big bad or two big bads a season, which isn't bad because it is a short form show. There's only eight episodes a season. But I'm glad that we did get to see some of those little side, side missions, side monsters that he has to kill on his job description. Um, it's also worth mentioning that this is, takes place in the winter time, which is why it is a lot less um, of him fighting. Because in the winter, witchers have to go and basically rest up, um, and they don't they don't necessarily work in the winter. Um, from what I have seen from the lore and stuff like that. If anybody in chat, if I'm wrong, you are more than welcome to call me out on it. <laughs> but yeah, and then also we got to see Nivellen, who is played by Christopher, who played Tormund on Game of Thrones, and um, he did great. He was I mean, fantastic. And they did, fun and everything, <laughs> even like the cell phone versions. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's how they set up the story about um, the siren, right? Yeah, that's the siren episode, right? Yeah, vampire. Oh, sorry, not the siren. Vampire, sorry, wrong. I was like, not a mermaid. <laughs> no, um, not a mermaid. Which I personally, as a fan of the video games, um, was loved that entire storyline because vampires are no joke in the game and they're a pain in the ass so it's nice to actually see him take on a darker creature um that's not just like a typical monster and it looked exactly like in the game so i have to it's give him credit for that awesome yeah that they took that from the game and made it so yeah. perfect and and for those of you who maybe haven't seen the show just know there is nudity in this episode because um in the game the vampire women have nothing up here. So just know, maybe not letting little kids watch it if you're worried about it. They probably don't want to watch the movie anyway, the show anyway. But yeah. um, Emily, the second episode, we get to Care Morin. What are your thoughts from Care Morin? We finally got to see where he trained. I thought that was kind of cool. Got to see like all of his friends, his other witchers and everything. And uh, seeing like where he trained, basically where he grew up. And I thought that was a really cool thing. And I think Harley's trying to get forward to you. <laughs> no, baby. <laughs> um, so I really liked that. Um, 
trying to remember exactly what happened in that episode, but it's so it's when he's basically just trying to make sure Siri is safe and trying to get her to a safe place. Um, yeah. Because as you start, Harley, you cannot be clinging right now, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so Danae, Karen Morin, how did you feel finally getting to see, you know, the father figure that we have for Geralt and all the other witchers at Kaer Morin. Um, I really loved it. I loved that um, that found family trope that the show has was just brought right back in again. Because um, that's definitely, you know, my brother Derek is on here a lot. He is a foster parent. It's, um, and of course, who doesn't love the found family trope? Let's be honest. Like, that's always just amazing. But um, I love that we got that, like, right away in the second episode. You get to see kind of the backstory of his character, but also just the other brothers in arms do this too. Yeah, for sure. Um, I personally like this has kind of been one of those things that a lot of Witcher fans have been waiting to see is Karen Moran. It is the birth it is where the Witchers train, it's where they become Witchers, which is a very dark process that they only lightly touch about on in here, but it's a very um there's a reason why the Witchers are male, um, in the lore and everything, because it's grueling and they do a lot of stuff to basically be like, This is your job, this is what you're doing. So we do get to see who made Geralt who he is and who he ha who he goes to at the end of days or when he needs someone there. Um, and of course, when we get there, it leads, starts to leading into series training mm -hmm. because she's basically like, I am not going to be that girl who everybody protects, but doesn't fight. Like I want to learn how to fight. And Geralt has, and um, Jim put up a picture of uh, Geralt and Siri outside. Um, it's when she's basically saying she wants to train and he's giving her a wooden sword to train because obviously just like in Game of Thrones, you're not going to give the girl a real sword right off the bat. Um, but she's stubborn. She continues at it. Um, and so we get a lot of her training in the, in the rest of the episodes. Um, and there's some really great, great fight choreography that um, Freya even was, was interviewed about and she said she loved it and was brutal but she actually did some of her own stunts as well just like henry cavill does um so she's a kick-ass woman and we like kiss that kick kiss kick-ass women here at the con girls um so and that's kind of what continues what season episode three is about is finding that safe space for siri getting her trained but then they find out that there's maybe not something great um going on there um there is a darkness coming on a witcher comes around and some stuff goes down. Well, I don't want to spoil all of it, but hopefully you've seen it. Um, and then we have, we're just going to pass forward a little bit because the first few episodes are kind of a oh, overview of what's going on and establishing all that. And then during this, Yennefer is off on her own mission, mm -hmm. uh, trying to get back to the life that she had before. As you guys know, at the end of the last season, she lost her powers. So she's trying to get them back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yennefer's game and end game Yennefer's always looking out for number one, which I really love and hate about her at the same time. Um, so that's a side story. But while she is trying to get through through all this again, we meet. Um, Triss takes her place in Geralt with Geralt and Ciri. Well, to be fair, too, Geralt thinks that Yennefer is dead. Yes, true. Yes. So uh, there's now a picture up for those of you who are listening of Triss and Ciri. Triss comes to help. Um, help Siri, basically help train Siri. And then she comes to tell Geralt, I forgot why she came there in the beginning, but basically she comes there and I love Triss. Uh, Triss is my favorite um, in the movie, I mean, in the um, TV show and in the game. So 
this is all going on at Care Morin. Um, what about you, Danae? What do you think about about Tris? Um, I gotta be honest. I didn't. It took me a minute to remember who she was when she came in this season. Yeah. And I like that she's straightforward about things that she wants to help out. But it's at the same time, I was unsure of how to read her. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I, um, I was like, okay, what's like a part of me wanted to be like that person that stops him in the hall and is like, what's your game, friend? Why are you really here? What are we doing? Yeah, um, trust her yet. It's <laughs> funny that you mention her, you're not remembering her. Um, probably one of the main reasons you didn't remember her is because, and there is a picture that um, Jim's gonna pop up, is originally Tris in the last season had brown hair and it was a lot more curly and a lot more big. Um, but before season two, they gave her a makeover because in the movie, in the picture that is shown on the screen, you see the video game version of Tris. Straight, red hair, that is her look in the video game for Witcher 3. So they kind of made Tris look a little bit more um, like people who play the games wouldn't remember her too. So it was a little bit easier to tell who she was. So they added more red to her hair. They kind of made it a little bit more straight. And so it's hard to remember her from the first season because she did look different. And I think that was probably one of the things that people said, like, hey, doesn't quite look the same. So, but my biggest thing is, um, and we were we were gonna have a separate spot where we talk individually about characters, but it's kind of just all gonna jumble into one, yeah, obviously. Um, Full season, you have to talk about a few things. Yeah, as a um, fan of the game, I I am very much a Tris fan. I am not a Yennefer fan, and Yennefer is just the worst in this season. Like she was bad last season, but Yaskier is just like out to get her, which we'll talk about later because that's going to get its own topic in general. Um, but if you're fans of the game and you're watching this show, there's a scene between Triss and Geralt where she basically is like, I don't want to be alone tonight, which we all know what that means, right? And he says no. He turns her down. And all I'm thinking is, who is running this RPG game? This is not the choice that I would make. And that is what I was thinking while I was watching <laughs> certain events unfold in the in this show because I was like no no what what why who who's choosing this and I like that it felt like that because it just I was yelling Emily can tell you I was yelling at the tv um and then, and then it takes a little time finally the crowd favorite Yaskier yeah comes in. I think it's like episode like four or five something like oh, that too long like, Hold on, I had an episode rundown pulled up and I was going to tell you, and then I left it to find the oh, name of it. episode character. four. I have it in my notes. Yeah. That's it. Too yes. long. So, which is halfway through the season. Um, and it's funny because there's a ton of memes about this online of people going to the watch The Witcher for Henry Cavill, being like, I am watching this TV show because of Henry Cavill. And Yaskir coming in being like, oh, you sure about that? I love him. So, Emily, why do you love Yasker so much? He, I don't even know how to start. He's just so genuine. He, I love that he sings his feelings. <laughs> like one of my favorite songs from this season is Burn, Butcher, Burn. We all know that's not about an actual butcher and that it's about a witcher. <laughs> um, I love that he's so like just straightforward too. 
there are times where um, him and Yennefer get together and he's just like, I don't know about you. And, blah, blah, blah. and then when he's talking to Geralt when they finally are reunited, he's just like, no, that's something she would do. That's some definitely something she would do. And Geralt's like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, no, it is. And I don't know. He's just great. And he's the comic relief too. Yeah. And I always just love comic relief, but I just think he's great. And I want to cosplay him as a female version. Cause that coat. That I mean, Emily, you have always rocked like the, the gender swapped cosplays, by the way, like your winter soldier is amazing. Uh, I think you totally pulled that off, but like hundred percent agree. Like I felt like he was, it was the same as if like you threw like John Mulaney into a story and didn't give him a script and just left him to comment the whole time. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what we have from Yaxter in the show. And it's fantastic. Yeah. It's exactly what the show needs to not take itself too seriously and still be fun. And can we talk about that? He's like the only one who had like a shirtless scene. Yeah. So that was another, <laughs> that was another note that I had that I was going to save till the end. I'm sorry. I was just thought it was funny. But it's okay. Uh, and Danae can echo off of this. One of our negatives of the season is that um, <laughs> Geralt never once took a shirt off. And this isn't meant to sound like we are being disgenuine or like just treating him like as eye candy. We're not. I just want to make that known. But at the same time, you expect it, uh, especially if you've played the video games or you know the stories. They're not absent of all sorts of stuff like that um but i am curious it would be interesting to talk to the showrunner uh jessica i think her name is jessica why do i want to, why do i want to say that i don't think i think yeah. i did that right um none of us know anybody's name besides henry cavill well, let's be real here i told myself like you need to type this down and i forgot i apologize i apologize um i know but, henry cavill and joey baby um because i follow her I, she, she posted <laughs> on twitter and i totally like just Lauren Schmidt. Her name. Um, hold on. Sorry, guys. Let me look up. I don't want to say the wrong thing. It's. I just pulled it up on IMDb. It's Lauren Schmidt, right? Lauren. Thank you. I don't know why Lauren, I said Lauren. Jessica. I am so sorry, everybody. Uh, Lauren. Um, I lost my train of thought now when I was saying that. Um, oh, I would want to ask them. You know, is there is the reason that we got less? Um, sexual content as because last season was pretty heavy on it mm -hmm. um if it was because of covid um because i'm sure yeah. that might have played a role into it you know um you know everybody's trying to be more cautious because they did start filming this episode this season in 2020 prior to covid then they had to shut down and then they had to reopen and then they had to shut down again and they finally finished it i think in april of last year so there was a lot of things that i'm sure played a part in making this season so I don't know if it was just, <laughs> and Jim decided to throw a picture up of yes. Joey Baby, aka Axier, without his shirt on, and it and it's after he came out of prison. Um, so he's like, I need a bath, and he goes and in true fantasy type fashion, he's like, Oh, there's a lake. There's a lake. Let's go take um, a bath. And then this is a shot of him in prison because that is where he sings another great song mm -hmm. called. Uh, a horse in prison blues, I think it is. And basically he is singing and driving the guard crazy. But it is the funniest song because he's just like, there is language, I can't say it on the show, but it's funny because the, he's just annoyed. And it's funny because they always say how annoyed they are by the bard. But as an audience, the bard is supposed to be like the ensemble in a musical. 
and I know Danae, you can appreciate that element of the fact that there's always that kind of comic relief in musicals that are dark. Yeah, I mean, it's like the, I mean, this isn't exactly comedic, but it is like the Greek chorus of the story mm -hmm. carrying us through Absolutely. song. And his name is different in the show than it is in the book and in the video game, um, but the same character. <laughs> um, but it has this genuine quality of it fitting the time, though, because, you know, in uh, TTRPGs, RPGs, any fantastical type world, you have bards, you have people that sing, and that's how their stories get spread around. So I appreciate them incorporating that because you don't normally have the bard in a very big role in these shows. Game of Thrones didn't. So well, what I also find interesting about the whole Yaskier thing this season too was um, everyone thought he was so annoying and like all this stuff. But guess what? He's like super famous in this season. Like he's like all the girls love him. They all want His TikTok to just blew up and he's like, he's like the Justin Timberlake of the Witcher. And I'm just like, yeah, you get it, Yaskier. You deserve it. Which is actually probably, which is actually <laughs> pretty good if, if you know, but his actual character is known to be that kind of type. So it, it, it's working really well. Um, <laughs> let's talk, uh, move on a little bit Sorry. towards, it's fine, uh, towards what else happens at Kaer Morin. You know, we have Siri training to be a witcher, being a badass. But then it comes down to they find out that there's a, something special about Siri, which they hinted on last mm -hmm. season. And Siri is a massive character in the in the Witcher franchise. Um, and they finally find out why it is she is special, and it's because her blood. Uh, she is part elf. They find out that she's part of an elder line of elves, and her blood can be used is what they can be used to make more Witcher serum, which is what you make more Witchers out of. Which to this point their witchers are a dying breed. Mm -hmm. So obviously everybody wants her. That's why everybody is tr trying to seek to find her. But she decides that she'll let them test her blood and she'll let them have her blood if they will use it on her to let her become a witcher. But Geralt is not aware of this. <laughs> um, and so obviously we meet Besimir for the first time, which is the father figure to Geralt and he was in, in a witcher as well. He's going to do it. But of course Geralt finds out and gets pissed. Um, and that's where you see the paternal side of Geralt come out. And it was like the dad walking into the tattoo parlor saying, you're not getting live, laugh, love and Mandarin on your arm. What are you crazy? Yeah. And then meanwhile, Yennefer, the whole reason she is trying to get to Siri is because she was fooled by an old witch, an old monster creature, uh, that if she provides her with this girl, she can get her magic back. And we all know that is Yen's number one thing. Like Yen gets what she wants, not knowing who she is to Geralt, which is why when Geralt finds out that she potentially wants Siri and reaches out to Yaskir, Yaskir's like, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah no, no, she'll do it. Like, she'll do it. She'll screw you over and will not have any remorse about it. So um, listen to Yaskir. What did you guys think about like that tension? Like it was, do you think that just what are your thoughts? <laughs> what are my thoughts on what? Like like the, the tension they're creating between, you know, Yennefer and Geralt and, and Triss and Yaskier. Like they kind of all have like this well, I'm connected. Not, 
I'm just not, a, I'm not a huge fan of Yennefer. I think she's awesome, but she's a horrible person. And I'm just not a big fan of her. And I'm just like, why, Carol? You can do better. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was going to be a note that I had. I think that, um, I can't pronounce her name, but the actress really does a great job with her. I, Anya, it, I believe is her name. I can't pronounce her last name. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to try. That was um, sorry, everybody, but I just can't do it. Um, I think they've done a great job as far as like stylistically with the costume. She does a great job portraying it. But at the root, I think the character was not set up in a way that we wanted to root for her. Because I mean, when she's studying magic in season one, we see her betraying her friends. I mean, mm -hmm. there's that whole scene like that was the, the moment I knew I didn't like the character was episode four of season one when she abandons this mother and newborn baby and they both end up dying. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, you just killed a baby. I'm not, no, <laughs> immediately, yeah. no, you're done. And I don't appreciate that when um, Yaxter was hurt and he and Geralt went to find Yennefer to get him better, like she was basically controlling everybody in this room to make them have an orgy, which is basically rape. And I'm not okay that that was a part of it either. So I've never liked liked this character. So I was like, I'm not going to pay super close attention to what you're after because I don't want to root for you either. Yeah, that, that that's that, I love that dress. It's amazing. The but I just can't, I can't root for this character. I can't do it. Yeah, that, that's valid. Um, I'm not, I'm not um, a Yennefer person, but you know, I do have all the pops and this is her pop from season one when she is using her magic. I just got it. That in, cool so it's that dress and I'm obsessed with that dress. Um, obsessed with her her look um oh it's so cool it's just i couldn't find it so i'm wearing my my witcher one she's just not a good person though i did love the dynamic between yaskir and her through yes. season two when they're working together and stuff and he's like i'm gonna try and help you but i hate you i hate you and i just thought it was so perfect yeah they also matched their costumes which i found interesting because it was uh it was definitely a good use of like these these characters are connected. Um, they're connected regardless of what, whatever, whatever their destiny is. Uh, so, anyway, that was just in case there's anybody watching who watched The Witcher Show last year. <laughs> hey, you know how you don't have any friends? It's fine. The Flopcast will be your friend. Your weird podcast friend. Join us on the Flopcast every week for a silly conversation about cartoons, music, comic books, chickens, and obscure 80s pop culture trivia that no one, literally no one, could possibly care about. Find us at flopcast.net and on the ESO network. It'll be our little secret. So now the last thing I want to talk about is monsters. Oh, not the last thing, but one of the next thing I want to talk about is monsters. At the end of the season, the end of the season, the last episode had the highest ratings on IMDb, by the way, which I totally understand. The first episode and the last episode had the highest rating, which to me is interesting because both of those dealt with really big monsters. You know, we had the vampire in the first one, which is a hard way to start a season. Like, they're like, we're just going to have this happen at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. And the second one was one of the witchers comes back to Kaer Morin after just saying he defeated a lesion. Now this is the Witcher 3 version of the lesion, right? They're a tree-like creature. Um, they kind of remind me of a darker version of the Ents from Lord of the Rings, but you know, that is what it is. It's Ents, right? Mm -hmm. I messed that up? Okay. Yeah, you said that, yeah. And they would have told me 
very fast if I did not say that right. That's true. Um, but it turns out that it is not completely uh, a lesion because it is able to mimic other creatures. It's able to, it ends up attaching itself to the witcher and it ends up being his fate. But that's how that creature gets into the castle. And that's the threat of even at Kermorin, they are not safe. And there's a big massacre and then a big massive fight at the end, which was the production of it was amazing. Like there's you can tell, there, yeah, there's the lesson. That's oh yeah, I was so impressed movie. with this episode, like cinematically and just the CGI. It was awesome. Was yeah, and so he goes to the woods because he's like, this is the lesson. We're going to get this lesson. Then the lesson gets taken out by essentially a demon. <laughs> um, and then you find out that the demon is this, this, um, the picture that we gave Jim, right? Yeah, yeah that so one. this creature, uh, which all plays into the plan of the creature that they all enslaved, all the witchers enslaved, and who basically wants Yen to take Siri to get her powers back. And mm -hmm. she comes in and she, you don't know what her goal is. And then we get a small glimpse of what is to come in the seasons that are approaching with the wild hunt. Which, if you have played Witcher 3, the Wild Hunt are after Siri. They want her um, because she is important. And we they end up teleporting, as I'm going to call it, teleporting to this other plane where the creature is from. And that's where they see the Wild Hunt. Um, they had some pretty awesome monsters. So what are your guys' like, what are your guys' thoughts on the monsters? Like, do you think they're better than last season? I feel like there was less diversity of monsters this season because overall it was like we saw what like three monsters maybe was it more than that it didn't feel like a ton. Um, we had the vampire we had technically Nivellen is a villain he's not a monster okay. but he was technically a villain um we had Baba Yaga we had it was like three or four. Like well, what, what I find interesting too during this season, they kind of just show how much like of the people are the monsters. I mean, you saw that whole thing going on between the uh, elves and the what, the humans. Are they just humans? I don't yeah, it's elves and humans. Yeah, and there's just like this whole thing, and they're just like cutthroat each other. They want each other out of the picture, and it just shows that like. They're the they're the monsters in this. Like honestly, mm -hmm. that's a good picture. There it is. That was the question I was going to ask you, Katie. The picture of the vampire that is appropriate for YouTube <laughs> and our audiences. Um, she's a nasty little thing. Basically, she fools uh, Nibelin into thinking that she's in love with him because she basically feeds off of him, um, or he thinks that she's in love with him um, because he's trying to become break a curse. That's the typical. Beauty and the Beast story, basically. Mm -hmm. That is their version of Beauty and the Beast story, which is actually one of my favorite stories that I, I think I did actually read that part in the Witcher books. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I like a good fairy tale story. Who doesn't like a retelling of the, of the fairy stories? Um, but Emily brought up a good segue to what I was going to mention in the fact that she said the humans are also bad guys in this particular season. Um, and I wanted to touch on the fact that I like that it shows the racism between um, all the different races in fantasy worlds, specifically in TTRPGs and RPGs and in fantasy lore, um, where in this particular season, it's the elves. It's the elves that everybody um, is out to get. They don't want, they're killing them. Um, later on, there'll be different, you'll see it in other 
places being attacked as well. And it kind of was a kind of intense storyline, but it had a lot of commentary and it felt very true to the fantasy thing of it. Um, did you guys, I don't, I can't think of the question I was going to ask, but I have a question for you though, because yeah. I haven't, like I said, I haven't played the games. I haven't read the books. Yeah. Is there, um, some sort of like history in this fantasy world that brings up like a hatred for the elves and humans? Is it like Lord of the Rings where there's like a whole history with the dwarves and the elves as to why they hate each other? Or is it just to boil down to they're different? And that's why these two groups are constantly fighting. I believe they mentioned it in the first season. The elves brought let the humans into their realm and then basically were killed. Um, so there they basically the elves were were eventually were at one point friends with the humans and then the humans kind of turned their backs on them so they don't trust them. Um, which I don't I don't blame them. Humans cannot be trustworthy, so I get it. Um, and you find out that eventually the elves think that the humans are working with them and they're not. Um, and so. You know, it's it's an interesting take. I like that they're adding all these things that are tropes in fantasy, but they're doing it in a good way. I mean, like, I mean, Danae is a massive Lord of the Rings fan, so I was think I knew she was going to mention. Is it like the dwarves in Lord of the Rings? Like, I knew <laughs> she was going for to that. mention that. Um, so we've been friends a while. You understand me. <laughs> yeah, in the very very end of the season Danae what happens at the very end of the season and let me first can you start by telling us your frustrations watching the final three episodes last night um so I was catching up on the show and I was texting Katie at the same time she had seen the show she would appreciate all my reactions I'd also updated my iPhone 10 yesterday and my Google keyboard stopped working and I can't send GIFs in texts anymore. And it is almost as bad as not being able to text at all because that's how I translate all of my emotions. So I kept, like I sent Katie like a whole screen recording thing of like how it wasn't working and I was Googling all the fixes. None of them worked. I still can't send GIFs. So how did the show end? I remember about half of it because I was, I was complaining about my phone most of the time I was watching. Um, what was your question, Katie, besides why was I upset? What is the big reveal that you were shocked about um, last night when you were texting? Because they reveal that there's a character we didn't know much oh, about. Oh, thank you. Um, Siri's dad is alive. And oh, yeah. I couldn't send like the screaming Dean gif of excitement over it to Katie to let her know how I felt. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. So like, Jennifer got her powers back, whatever. My phone can't send gifts. That's the important part. Well, and Emily had a realization while we were watching it before you find out, because I knew what was coming uh, based off of the game, but what was your reaction? What was your observation that you made? Of, I think either the last episode or the episode before when Siri is possessed by the demon. Oh, when she's getting possessed and you see like the whole Thanos thing happen, like the snap and they're all like disappearing, like in front of her, her dad wasn't disappearing. It was just her mom. Did you notice that? I did yeah. not. That, I did very astute, that. Emily. 
And I yeah. was like, okay. And then they revealed that he wasn't dead. And I was like, what? I was like, I've noticed that before. It makes sense. Yeah. So it's one of those, they did foreshadow it a little bit, but you had to like really pay attention. And Emily did. She's very observant, very Emily, when it comes to things like that. But yes, yeah. that was our glimpse. The Wild Hunt and Siri's father were our glimpse of what season, future seasons are supposed to be. Uh, there is supposed to be five more seasons. Yes um that that's the whole story um hopefully it'll happen with the numbers that they're getting i don't see why not um and henry is a massive fan of this franchise i don't think Wait, he's five more lie. seasons in like eight seasons total there's or like five seven total seasons. seasons i think there's supposed to be seven seasons total so five oh, more seasons yeah um <laughs> it hasn't been renewed for all those but they have been renewed though right they have been renewed for season three um i believe they are starting filming soon but um something about season four I, I you know henry cavill's very passionate about this project i don't think he will get it up give it up unless you know ex extenuate uh, extraordinary circumstances happen um but yeah so that kind of like wraps up for the most part the season um i did want to talk about though some of the logistics just some of the production elements of it because yeah. visually it's amazing we didn't do it we will do that okay, okay. um <laughs> so production wise what was your favorite visual non like actual story point of this season be it the costume design be it the music be it the production design what was your favorite emily um costume and music i loved the costuming Geralt's armor is freaking awesome the dresses are beautiful um like i said yaskier's coat that long purple one oh <laughs> i love it it's gorgeous um yeah, I love the costuming and I really freaking love the music. I think they did a great job and they're just beautiful. What about you, Danae? Um, I was a big fan of the costumes. I love that it was, you could tell that you, you were in different cultures without it being too extreme. Um, Cause like one of my complaints about like my roommate and I watched June a couple weeks ago and the whole time we were like, why is everything just like matte and the same? And you didn't get that vibe. I mean, you had like, um, even with like, it was Francesca and the elves, there was the very um, ornate um, mm -hmm. fabric that she had that shimmered, it had flowers in the design. And then of course with like Triss, everything looked very um, medieval or Renaissance with it. And then you had all of the witchers, their stuff was like definitely was built for fighting. It was built like um, like mountain men, which is what they're living as right now in the winter. You could see, you could just see the different cultures very, very subtly, but like just enough to make it cool. Series princess dress too, though, in her vision or her dream state. Oh, that thing was gorgeous. Um, for me, <laughs> sorry, fine. it was. You're not wrong. You guys are right. I mean, I obviously uh, when we did our last show. Um, last season for it. I had I talked about costuming. Um, we had an emphasis on one element of production in each episode because I did think it was it was a good thing to always acknowledge the other people behind the camera who are doing so much to tell the story. Um, and for me, um, obviously I'm a costume designer, so I love the costumes that's a given. But for me, the biggest thing was their production design. Um, if you guys aren't aware with Hollywood lingo or whatever, production design is basically set and the world that is you're seeing on screen and um jim there's a picture of Geralt and siri on a horse which we showed earlier um if you can put that up it's um this one's good because this is the first time we've seen Cameron. 
And so this is a snowy scene with Geralt and Ciri on his horse, Roach. And it helps you see this world. And they did a great job. If you guys get the chance, look up still, and you've seen the show, look up stills from the video game because they really encapsulated the way that the video game shows Cameron and shows Nilfgaard, all these places that take place this season. I could pinpoint this is where this happens in the game. This is where this happens. And I have to give them credit for that because it's absolutely amazing and helps helps please the fans of the game, helps please the fans of the show. Um, and it all fits together. Um, and it's a harmonious thing because, you know, it's so hard when you're recreating stuff that's based off a video game and the video game's already based off of a book. It's hard. So they did a great job with that. Uh, that is the head, that is the head elf, um, who is the one of the last few full elves that exist in this story. Um, and so that was just a huge focal point of the season because basically they have pure blood and they're dying off and everybody's getting to be half elves and quarter elves and there's only a few full elves left. So um, yeah, so that's my, my biggest thing was the production design for sure because I just felt like I was in, the, in, in that world. Well, even with like the first 10 minutes of the game I've actually played, because I didn't get very far. <laughs> I played like the first 10 minutes of it as Siri training, yeah. I was like, oh man, this looks exactly like the training area that mm -hmm. she's actually in. So like they did a really good job. They did. And I, um, I also just want to shout out the stunt choreography. Um, stunts don't get enough credit in the industry and have, having been surrounded by stunts performers for the last few years of my life, um, they work really hard. They put, they risk a lot of injuries and, and all sorts of things to put together these amazing fight scenes. Now we know that Henry does a lot of it. Um, but there's still the people who are choreographing it. There's still the other people who are doubling other people. Um, so just shout out to that because it is also who doesn't like watching a good sword fight either. I mean, we all enjoy that if you like any type of fantasy type stuff. So, um, but that said, I'm really excited to see where the third season goes. They haven't announced when it is coming out yet, but I'm, I'm giving it two years. We've been two years since this season. It took two years for this season. And granted, COVID had something. I think it that. was COVID, so maybe, yeah. hopefully, like a year. Yeah. So, um, because I mean, they still have to do everything. They haven't even filmed it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and there is one other thing that we wanted to do, which is unfortunately, um, Geralt's lovely horse, which I believe there we go. Oh, it's gonna make a motion. Uh, we wanted to have a moment of silence because unfortunately. Roach died. They pulled like a black beauty on us. So rude. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna have like what? Ten seconds of silence for yeah. Roach. Okay. Rest in peace, Roach. Geralt they killed the animal. Deed. They killed the. Pet. They they broke the the rule of film where you killed an animal. Um, it's the only way it gets worse is if they kill a dog. Um, but they didn't want to go that way. Um, yes, he did get another horse at the end of the season, but Roach is his, basically his partner. So, uh, that, that hurt a little bit. That hurt, that hurt a little bit. Did it um, hurt, Danae? Did it hurt for you? It did. Cause I mean, I was going to say like, I am, a, um, a horse person. Like I oh, tell people I've been horse horse riding <laughs> since before. <laughs> I've been horseback riding since before I could walk and have it as like, I have lost a horse before and it's mm -hmm. not, um, it's not quite the same as like losing your dog or cat. Like both of those don't get me wrong. They are still awful. They hurt like nothing else, 
but there's this different kind of bond that you have with a horse because when you go riding, you put your life in that horse's hands. They put their life in your hands. You have a very special connection. And especially in a situation like we see with like Daryl and Roach, where like you said, like Katie, they are together all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you ride a horse that much, they can pick up on cues that you don't even realize you're giving. Like you don't have to always pull on the reins to steer them. I mean, you can look at something and the horse will walk where you're looking. It's um, it's a really special, indescribable connection. And it was, um, I think they could have played on that emotion a little more. It's how you know people don't like, it's how you know the riders don't ride horses. But um, yeah, I felt almost a little gypped because we didn't, we had that dramatic goodbye scene, but we didn't, um, it felt very sudden too. It was like we, there was a monster and then suddenly Roach is dying. We didn't, what is this nonsense? Where did the saddle go? How did this happen? You're a witcher and you kill monsters all the time, but you let one get your horse. What is this? <laughs> so Anger is a stage of grief. We're allowed to feel it. It's true. They kind of pulled like a <laughs> Natasha and Natasha Romanoff type thing. Or just like, it happened. Okay, bye. Yeah, or a Cedric Diggory. That was, bam, getcha. Yeah, Cedric wasn't as big of a part as, like. No, but. Well, I guess Mark wasn't a huge part of it, but he was a huge part of it. So, um, before we wrap up, or before we wrap up, is there anything else, like, you were just like, I really hated this? I don't like Francesca anymore. I um I didn't not appreciate the way she just killed off a bunch of children right at the end. Mm -hmm. Um not a good was not cool. I was like, okay, if you want me to hate this character, you did it. Don't like her now. Um, I mean, I know this show gets compared to Game of Thrones a lot. I appreciate that this show, while being a fantasy, while still having like the violence with all the sword fighting, it's not there's not so much graphic in your face sexism happening. Yeah. Um, but I still think they can tend to push the limit a little bit on the violence. Like, for example, like we talked about earlier is Jennifer let that child and mother die. And then right at the end of the last season, Francesca is mourning because her baby has just killed and she goes out and murders all the children in this town pretty much because she's so upset. Yeah. Um, I get that we want to portray dark characters and show that they are evil, but I think there's more creative ways of doing it without being so in your face if that makes sense yeah um something i have two notes um that i made and i really only made notes of like a few things um in episode two there's a scene between the witcher who does die who gets possessed by the um demon or thing whatever it is and he's Getting, getting it on with a the hooker at Cairn because that's what they do. But it, it was tasteful. I mean, I'm going to say that. But pretty sure so he takes her top off and she has a bra on. And that's not period accurate at all. At least it looked like a bra to me. Emily can tell you I'm watching it. I'm like. Yeah, she wasn't happy. Is that a it. bra? Like, they didn't wear bras back then. So that just, I was so distracted by that. Um, I could, and, and that's just a nitpicky thing with costuming that I was like, it was very nitpicky. Really, like, no one would like, have noticed. I get it, like, her. I get, like, maybe the actress didn't want to show them, which is fine, but you could have had her keep, like, 
her dress on or something, you know, like it just, it just kind of took me out of it just forever so slightly. And then in episode three, Yen's dress was beautiful. Her posture kept distracting oh, yeah. me so badly because it was a completely like opened, like opened uh, shouldered look. And all I was seeing was like slouching. And I know that's a really, really nitpicky thing, but the little things like that can be distracting. And I'm not going to say she's not a good actress, but if I'm so distracted by your posture, something is wrong. Um, and so I, I just was, it was, I know that's nitpicky. Like I said, no shade to like the actress or anything, but I was just like, it might not even have been her posture, but it was the combination of her stance and the, the, the top. So it's like, okay, maybe it was the dress, but either way, it was not flattering in, the, in, in some ways. So that was the biggest thing. And then I just hate Yen, so. <laughs> I tried so hard. And, the, and, and Henry Cavill, if for some reason you see this, I know you love Yen and you will always pick her in the games over Triss. I, I just, I can't, I, I, I can't. Maybe it's, maybe that's the difference between men and women, you know, because, you know, male gaze and female gaze and all that, because... I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> She's evil, you know, manipulative. So yeah. What about you, Emily? Anything else you could think of that you hated? No, no. All right. With that said, we are going to wrap up our final thoughts. What is the one other thought you had that you wanted to share or whatnot? Okay, there's Jen. Oh, there's great hair. It looks she's so beautiful, good. And she has beautiful hair and she has beautiful clothing. It's just, I don't like Oh, yeah. Her. her costumes are fantastic. But yeah, like we said earlier, it's just the root of the way the character is built we have an issue with. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, is I think that you can, she is unfortunately Geralt in game. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think like if I would have a final note, it would be like, yes, you can show men and women equally. You can have feminist views in a story, but that doesn't mean you have to only have evil female characters. Yes, they can exist, but you don't have to make the, you should still have redeeming qualities. Like I think we should put more um, attention on how strong Siri is, as young as she is, and how she still tries to do the right thing. I mean, for example, in like episode one, she knows that this girl's trapped in this house before she realizes it's a monster and wants to help her. I think those are the kind of characters we should be bringing into the spotlight a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, I'm happy that they do have this representation. You know, they have it pretty equally equal when it comes to male to female leads um, in the show, which I think is is nice because not a lot of shows do that. Um, so I, I agree with you, Janae, completely. I think, and you will see Siri. She's just going to continue kicking ass. I can assure you that. Um, but I think they're doing a pretty, pretty darn good job with what they have so far, um, despite what some people on the internet think. But just remember, Let's try to keep the internet a more positive, troll-free spot. Danae is frozen on the screen. Um, oh, oh, she's moving now. All right. Is she? Um, nope, she stopped. Nope, she's smiling. I can see that. All right. Um, well, anyway, when Danae comes back, we'll, 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 we'll see her, I'm sure, shortly. But um, I just want to say, what? It was, we were so close. We were so close. She's coming back, y'all. Just give her a second. Uh, we want to remind everybody because it is part of the con girls and con guys like thing as be nice to each other on the internet. You can disagree. We disagree. You might disagree with us and that's fine, but we all need to be nice about it and try to avoid being any sort of toxic fans because life is short. 
and we like all like different things and it's okay to like different things. And that's all I want to say about that. So um, with that, uh, thank you guys for following our rather quick review of eight episodes of a TV show. Uh, we wanted to do more individual episodes, but it just with the holidays and with streaming and everything like that, it was a little bit difficult for us to get together. Um, if you guys are fans of The Witcher, there is a Witcher Blood Origin prequel series coming out this year on Netflix. You can look up into that, and I'm sure they will release more information on Witcher uh, Season 3 when they have it. Um, for that, I wanted to say, uh, yeah, stay tuned to the Con Girl social media because we are preparing a very special Galentine's Day. I am calling it Galentine's Day, or the Con Girls presents Galentine's Day Spectacular Spectacular. And I think that Danae will appreciate the spectacular, spectacular part of it. Um, and so we're having some fun things. I'll, I'll release more details on our social media as we plan them. But look out for some TikToks. I think we're going to do some TikToks and some other promotions for it. For all those people who aren't doing anything on Valentine's Day, maybe don't have an, a significant other, or just hate the holiday, we will be here to celebrate with you. And uh, we have some fun ideas. So I hope you guys can uh, come by and check that out. Also, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, follow the con guys, who is our main site for the con guys, and the scare guy who just did a show earlier today about Scream. The nope. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Scream, the newest movie for Scream. Uh, and also, um, thanks to our partners at that hashtag show, wanted to shout them out as well. And you can listen to any of our podcasts where any of your podcast listening locations may be Spotify. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> wow, y'all, I'm sorry. Uh, but that said, uh, Danae, where can people follow you on social media? Um, you can follow me um, on Instagram at the Con Girls, also at D-N-A-Y-S. And um, I'm not sure if, are the Con Girls themselves on TikTok or is it just the Con Guys not, slash Not gym? yet. We could, but We could easily get on that. We could. Yeah, that we could. Um, Emily, uh, you can get me on Instagram, M Gibson girl. I do have Twitter. I just never use it. I keep forgetting it exists. So it's the same handle, but I just don't expect me to be on it. Cause I don't even think it's downloaded on my, on my phone right now. <laughs> Instagram's the main one. <laughs> um, and I am Katie, AKA KT underscore Christine. You can find me across every social media outlet at that, um, TikTok, Instagram, tweeting way too much about all my opinions and all my thoughts. And Andrew Garfield. And Andrew Garfield, true, that. Um, and you can find me on Twitch too, as well. I do stream there, um, not as much lately, but I do Twitch stream, playing Witcher 3, <laughs> go figure. Anyway, uh, and TikTok. So stay tuned and you guys all have a lovely, wonderful, safe week. And we'll see you next time. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.